Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Your Works Unscripted, a series for candid discussions with less preparation and more conversation. I'm Jose Espinoza, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nicholas Bremner. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's exactly, did you just try to say it sounded exactly the same way as you did before? Did I sound the same way as before? Uh, I just have like one canned greeting. I think I need to add my, need to add more variety to how I greet people. Expand your repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. We want to thank you all for joining us. We're back with our first Unscripted for this season. And today we're going to be actually calling back to one of our episodes from the second season on sleep. And I believe that was our sixth episode, Nick. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A fifth one. Actually, I just looked it up on our own website. Our oh, fifth episode. I just blindly agreed with you, but you were close, man. <laughs> maybe maybe you need more sleep. That's very likely. <laughs> That's something we're going to be talking about today. So if you guys remember back to that episode, one of the things that we gave out as not homework, I guess, was that we were going to try a couple of different sleep aid apps and we were eventually going to come back and discuss how we felt about them and whether we wanted to keep using them, etc. Uh, do you kind of want us to introduce us as to what we talked about back then, Nick? Yeah, so I think one of the things we recommended to improve sleep is to use an app. This is something that I've been doing for a while and given that sleep is associated with so many great things and like bad sleep is associated with a lot of negative consequences like poor memory, lower performance, and just it's generally not good for you, obviously. These are, you know, all pretty non-brainers, right? But actually measuring your sleep and tracking your sleep quality is a good way to figure out how to change things in your life to actually improve your sleep. So we both downloaded these apps and tried them out. And I've, I've been tracking pretty consistently, I'd say, over the past over the past year, I think, because I was using the apps before we even recorded the previous episode and we released uh, oh, last wow. year in July. But obviously, it's in interest, I think, both of us as grad students, as I once was, and I was psychologist to try and like optimize things for work. <laughs> okay, so I think I think one of the things we want to do first is we actually recommended two apps and we both tried a couple actually. And I just wanted to kind of, we're not a, an, an app review podcast, but I just wanted to briefly talk about, you know, which one kind of stuck for you and why um, it could be literally any reason. But I, I just figured it'd be nice to share our personal experiences as to which one we did end up using. Yeah. So I think we recommended sleep score and sleep cycle as just like ideas, basically. They weren't like professional app reviews. I tried both. I tried sleep score first and then I tried sleep cycle after. And I was actually using sleep cycle first before the podcast and switched to sleep score because it had better ratings. Yes. But I actually found I preferred sleep cycle. Okay. Interesting. Sleep score, just the UI was kind of clunky. Um, if I remember correctly, it just, it wasn't a great experience. Um, and then the analytics in sleep cycle, which you have to pay for, are actually really interesting and it seems like it's it's kind of worth it. Oh, nice. So so I was saying like you do find yourself kind of poking around the, the analytics of your sleep cycle app just because it's kind of easy to do. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think, I, I don't know. I mean, the analytics so far aren't incredibly useful. I think I need more data potentially, but okay. we can talk about it. I mean, there it, there's at the end of your, your day, you can mention specific things that happen during the day. Like if you had a stressful day or if you were fasting or if you exercised or if you had alcohol and then it correlates mm -hmm. sleep quality to things or events that happen during your day, which I find is really cool. But when I actually look at the data visualization of it and the, the correlates, it's, it's not like soup. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like it's my, my biggest correlate of having increased sleep quality is having a stressful day. That's very unexpected. I, I don't hit I don't hit that button very often, so that's what I'm thinking is it's a low like end count. Right. 
So anyway. It's, yeah, it's basically a low sample size, so you don't get a stable relationship. Exactly. I do want to return to that in terms, and one of the things we're going to cover later, but I had actually been using Sleep Cycle for years when I was my in my undergrad, because I used to work the night shift. But then eventually I switched to an Android phone, and, and we did this, and I kind of stopped tracking things, and we did this episode. So I ended up trying Sleep Cycle again. I tried Sleep Score. And then ultimately, I ended up using this app that is just called Sleep. Um, it's a oh, really okay. hard app to track down because it literally is just called Sleep. And it's like a, like the logo is the little Android guy sleeping. I think I ended up being attracted to that app, first of all, because Sleep Score was very clunky to use. I didn't like it either. Uh, yeah. Sleep Cycle had then gated their statistics behind basically a subscription model. Yeah, I paid for it. And yeah, and, and, I, and I was like at the time, I was like, well, if I'm going to try doing this, I, might, I won't jump into the subscription yet. But Sleep had a one-time purchase. And oh. I prefer the one-time purchase thing rather than like an ongoing subscription. That makes sense. I totally agree. That's a huge downside about Sleep Cycle is I feel a, lo yeah. a little strange about paying a subscription to just getting continual access to this app. Yeah, and, and if it's worth it, it's worth it, I guess. But I guess in terms of features, the one thing that attracted me to the Sleep app is that it surfaced a couple of things that I enjoyed really fast. One of the things that it surfaced was, hey, when do you have to wake up and how much you want to sleep? And then it basically would set a bedtime for you and then remind you of that bedtime. So yeah. like during the weekday, I, I have to get up at, at 6 a.m. And I want, and I told her I generally want to sleep about seven hours and a half. So it was very good about reminding you, hey, by the way, in 30 minutes, you should probably get to bed. I really enjoyed that. And then it also started keeping mm -hmm. track of my sleep deficit. So whenever I would sleep less, it would start tracking this, this awful little red line on a graph being like, hey, you owe yourself this many hours of sleep over the week. And hey, you owe yourself this many hours of sleep over the month. And it felt like it was, oh, wow. it was a good, nice nagging way to be like, hey, start going to bed earlier. It's just like holding it over your head that you have a sleep deficit. Yeah. And it's like uh, when I opened the app, it's like the main graph. I said it so it's the, f the first graph on the page. So yeah, if, you, if wow. you like to nag yourself about how little you're sleeping. So if, I mean, we feel sleep deprived just naturally. You can go with your gut feeling, yeah. right? But I mean, I think we spoke about this in the, in the previous podcast on sleep is that when we're, when we, when we have like a cognitive deficit due to lack of sleep, sometimes we don't actually feel like we do. So objectively tracking your sleep deficit might actually be helpful because you may not feel like you don't have enough sleep, but if the app is telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't argue with it, right? Like if you told that you feel good with seven and a half hours or eight hours or whatever, and you see that you keep yeah. owing yourself over the week, you know, oh, here's an extra 30 minutes loss. Here's an extra 45 minutes loss. And and kind of just compiles at the end of the weekend on Friday, you feel pretty crappy. And then you get home and you look, it's like, oh, I like cheated myself out of seven hours of sleep over the week. I found that it was actually pretty motivational to get me to go to sleep earlier. That's interesting. So you find it actually affecting your behavior. Yeah, yeah. So I guess let's let's jump to the next issue. I want to talk about, do you feel like you're getting anything out of the app so far or up to this point with your experience? For me, short answer is no. Really? To okay. be honest. Um, I use it as an alarm clock when mm -hmm. I wake up. So Sleep Cycle has this feature where, and I actually don't even use the feature because I found it kind of annoying. Basically, the, the philosophy here is there is a, a window that is more natural for you to wake up within a half an hour period or whatever. And so you can actually set Sleep Cycle to detect when you are most amenable to being woken up within a half hour block and it will your alarm will go off. And so the idea is that uh, if it yeah. finds the right spot for you to wake up, you'll wake up feeling happier and more refreshed. I didn't find this worked for me and I found it kind of annoying because I wasn't really sure when in that half hour I'd be I'd be woken up and I like to get as much sleep as I possibly can. <laughs> so <laughs> So you're like I technically have 17 more minutes before my alarm is up. Why are you waking me up now? 
Yeah, exactly. And then I'll just like hit snooze. So I, I'd stopped using okay. that. So I just use it as a regular alarm now. You can set it for a specific time. Yeah. Um, and I find that's that's fine for me. But then the, the Sleep Cycle app has these, it's like I said, pretty robust analytics, but I don't find it like super useful. So like it, it goes over, okay, so you can look at sleep quality. You can look at regularity, mm-hmm. um, which I think that's actually useful. And so regularity, I'd say is, is probably more even, is more important than quality in the first place, right? Just making sure you go to bed at the same time every night yes. and wake up every morning at the same time. And so the my my regularity stats unsurprisingly say that I have less regularity during weekends because I'm going out with friends and things like that, staying up later. Of course, um, there's just less consistency to it. Well, as during the week, I'm you know going to bed at a decent time. But then if you go into the sleep quality, uh, it tracks sleep quality through sound. And so one kind of question mark I have about this is if you're sleeping alone and it's tracking your sleep quality by sound, like that's fine. But if you're sleeping with a partner, like how does it know who's noise all of the apps claim that they're able to handle this well I, again i don't know how well it works but it does seem tricky because they they have at least for example on the sleep score website i remember they had very specific instructions uh, how to set up your phone so then they would only try and capture sounds from your side of the bed and from you and that and that kind of thing but yeah it, it, it is it, oh, it, it is a know. tricky thing i'm dubious yeah, I, i'm dubious as well uh the sleep app and i think both sleep cycle do this also have like accelerometer tracker so you put it on your bed and similarly what if the other person moves a bunch around in bed like they're obviously going to be moving your phone right generally i would say like i think you're absolutely right i wouldn't trust the sleep scores that much i mean a single number is nice uh, but I think the main things we're going to get out of from something like an app like this is, again, when are you going to sleep? Are you doing that often? You know, how much are you actually sleeping from, you know, when you turn off your alarm to when you said you went to bed? Those kinds of things. I- I'm a little less yeah. convinced yeah. by all of this tracking that they do of like, oh, here's when you're in deep sleep and here's when you're not. I, I do like the I, I do yeah. like uh, the setting on, on some of the apps, which I use on sleep. is when you wake up, it's just like, you know, how are you feeling? It's like a very simple like five point scale usually from really unhappy to really happy yeah because if you could imagine if you do that <laughs> consistently over you know the six months or so we've been tracking hopefully you're getting some reliable information as to you know when you go to bed and how much you sleep does that correlate with your rating yeah sleep cyclists started asking that too and so every single time the I, I turn off the alarm it's like it just basically gives you three options like sad neutral happy i don't think i've ever hit the happy <laughs> face fair enough <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, I never wake up happy, man. I think I might hit it once. <laughs> okay, but fair like enough. my historical data is just like neutral face, neutral face, neutral face, <laughs> upset, neutral face, upset, upset, upset. Hey, you know what? At least you know you're not inflating your ratings, right? You're just like, here's how I actually feel. Oh, I'm being honest. It's for me. So I'm, I'm being as honest yeah, as possible, okay. right? Because I want it to be useful for me. Speaking about utility a little bit. Another thing I alluded to is that it does look at correlations between sleep quality and a variety of other factors. Some of this is is useful. I think if I had more data, it would be more useful. Um, so like I said, you can have indicators that happen throughout the day. You hit those, then it correlates with sleep quality. So I get better sleeps when I've done yoga during the day, when I was tired during the day, when I meditated. But there's positive correlations between almost everything. So like if I drank alcohol, it's slightly positive. If I drank coffee, it's slightly positive. Oh. So it's just like everything has a positive correlation with increased sleep quality with the exception of spending time outside, which has a negative 1% decrease in sleep quality. So it's like, I'm not even going to pay attention to this. So it's not super useful. So if we were to try it and kind of and, and fix this app or add something to make it more useful, are there any, is there any additional data you'd like to have? 
Um, are you going to try and get this from somewhere else, from the app itself? What do you think is missing here? Do you think that would make this kind of, this process, maybe not even using this app, the idea of kind of tracking your sleep and trying to improve your sleep a little better, a little more effective? So I think one thing that is problematic about this app in the first place is like, we were just talking about how we feel kind of skeptical or dubious about the actual quality of the criterion or performance indicator here, which is sleep quality, right? And this is actually like a classic IO psych issue is like the criterion problem. Like, are we effectively measuring performance in the first place? And if we are dubious or skeptical about the, the quality of the measurement of sleep quality, then why would we trust these correlations? Even if I'm very diligent about putting in, you know, what happened to me during the day or, you know, going to bed at the same yeah. time or, or whatever, right? Me, I, I'm doing my, my job to track the data accurately, but the actual performance variable is unreliable. So how can I trust the correlations? And, and the, I think that's actually what's coming out here is maybe it's not an accurate indicator of quality. What I would probably do to supplement this is oh, maybe more self-report data in terms of like how I felt during that day and link that to the previous night's sleep. So the how you feel when you wake up in the morning is a, is a potentially good start. The tricky thing here is integrating that measurement into someone's daily mm-hmm. life so it's not an inconvenience. Because to get behavioral adherence to putting in all these measurements and all this data, it's really tricky unless someone is very, very determined to make this happen. It has to be kind of um, effortless in order to, to capture this. Yeah, so you would want almost like a like a quick like ping sometime midday when probably you're kind of feeling a little bit more tired if you have a bad night's sleep. Like, hey, are you feeling right now? That sort of thing. Yeah, like I mean, for for me, for example, like after lunch, I always have yeah. uh, kind of a midday slump. And if you if you're pinged after lunch, like how bad was your slump today or whatever, or like how are you feeling now, something like that. And maybe you could even program it. That's a good point. I I, I have to admit, I I haven't like dug into the the. the capabilities of the app I'm using. Maybe there is something like that because I think that's a really good point. So it's not just in the morning, how do you feel about your previous night's sleep? Because maybe you haven't had the opportunity to experience the downside or the benefits of getting a a good night's sleep. So maybe like a midday one and then like sometime in the evening, you know, kind of when you're about to kind of sit down and relax to maybe start winding down, it'd be nice to get a sense of like, well, how tired are you feeling right now? So I guess this is the the last thing we probably want to cover really briefly. would you recommend someone try this? Or is this just, uh, this was a failed attempt? Uh, it's not worth your time sort of thing. It depends. If you like learning about yourself and, and a lot of people like getting data about themselves because it's kind of fun, then go for it. I don't know if it's worth paying a monthly subscription in my case, but and I don't think it has improved my life. I use it as an alarm clock and it kind of passively collects data in the background. It's not a huge inconvenience, so it's fine. But I haven't received any benefit from any of the analytics so far. Um, it hasn't changed any of my behavior. I, I haven't had like a life improvement based on this, this sleep app. It's just a thing that kind of runs in the background. What about you? On the other side of that, I think it, it's almost like couch within the idea that, hey, this is pretty low investment. Even if you go for the free one for a while, see if you even want to stick with tracking your sleep. I think it's worth trying from that perspective. If you kind of want to learn a little bit more about how you're doing in terms of your sleep, apply it. Now, if I were to compare this to some of the other intervention-ish things related to well-being and performance that we've talked about on the podcast before, I would put this below something like mindfulness. I think if you wanted to start a new habit, one that's maybe a little a little more engaged, I think I would start there first. Try meditation first. And then oh, for sure. it, I think that would probably have a stronger effect, even helping you sleep, than just sleep tracking what on it on its own. 
but I think all of these apps have a free option. So if, if you're willing to kind of go through the trouble of setting this thing up every night, it, it, it could certainly be part of implementing something like meditation to see if it would help you sleep better. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And if you know the sleep quality measure is actually accurate, which I hope it is, you could even look at sleep quality before and after you start meditating. So like track it for two weeks or three weeks before you start meditating and then start meditating and see if that actually affects your sleep afterwards. That would be kind of an interesting test. Well, I think that's all we have for this Unscripted. If you're listening and you actually tried to use a sleep app when we mentioned it during the last episode we did this on, or maybe you have always been using one, we'd love to hear from you. So send us a tweet at mindyourwork.io or send us an email at mindyourworkpodcast at gmail.com. We, we would love to hear if you've had a different experience or, or what are the things about it that you wish you could get from these data. I'm Nicholas. I'm Jose. And we'll see you soon. Because in the summer, I clean it and I put it out to dry, but in the winter, it's kind of stuck inside. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. It's winter there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs>